On this week's edition of Out of Bounds, we'll go over the best and worst from week eight of the NFL, Marcus Smart's controversial comments throwing his teammates under the bus, and also latest news in the Henry Ruggs' um, unfortunate um, saga. Should Does he deserve to basically have the book thrown at him or what? You know, we'll basically get into that and all this and more. Excuse me. <laughs> Wait. I gotta see y'all another link. What's AJ? <laughs> what the heck is how we doing? Oh man, fuck it. All this and more to this week's edition. Okay, that's definitely an edit. Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 25 of the Out of Bounds podcast. As you guys can see, the big three is back in full effect. I go by the name of Liddell, the fashionista, alongside me is the man of the middle, our guy, Mr. Donnie, do not call me Donovan Wilkins. And on my far right, we have our young blood, our guy, Noel Austin, a.k.a. Third Eye, a.k.a. Mr. Euro Step to your girl. And also, but Ben this- Wallace. <laughs> no, I, was, I was gonna say Quest Love, but all right. Yeah, nah, I'm no, the Philly, Philly and me can't allow that. You gotta I'll go with Ben Wallace. Wallace. I don't. No shade to Quest Love. <laughs> Amazing musician. I'm not like the baby. I'm not gonna take that from you. Um, but I'm gonna take Ben Wallace. <laughs> I'm gonna take Ben Wallace. All right. So how we doing? How we doing, fellas? No, we got a lot that's been happening in the sports world. NFL trade deadline. The time this recording has just finished up. Completed not too many deals of noteworthy to discuss, but um, there was one that happened the day before, and now we just gone to LA Rams and the Denver Broncos involving my guy. Well, now he's soon to be my guy now that he's on my team, Von Miller. So let's get into it first, ladies and gentlemen. The best and worst from wait, 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 hold on. You what? said my guy, my soon to be my guy, yes. He's going to the Rams, right? Yes. When did you become a Rams? It's a new fan? team every week. Come on, stay with me. Wasn't he a Ravens fan? Bro, I got two teams. We know this. Anyways, so Von Miller, guys. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know what's even. Von Miller. Uh, All right. So. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Before we get to that, nah, because I definitely brought this up before. I no, said I have two teams. I wasn't going to go into it, but you definitely said the LA Chargers. That's no, me. That was no. Oh, okay. All right. Then I apologize. So Donovan's slow. Look, look. It's, it's been a week. I'm still on a couple of pain meds. Like, ew. Why you said pain meds? Ew. They don't want to see a black man recover. That's why. <laughs> But all right, child. But um, best of worst when we ain't in the NFL. I basically gave you know some hits in regards to like what's my best from the week. So let's go around, start from right to left. No, what's your best from week eight of the NFL? Best from week eight. Uh, my old team, the Jets. I want to see them prosper. I want to see. see no, has two teams. I said old. I don't root for them anymore. Yeah, I got really one. <laughs> But no, I mean, I like to see the Jets win. I mean, I like to see the Jets win. Uh, they had a backup quarterback come in. I forgot his name. It's Mike White. 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 Got you. Buddy came in. Actually played pretty well. Uh, for the whole game, beat 
a Bengals team that's really on par this year. So that was surprised to everybody in the league. So I mean, that to me is my best. Like the Jets are they're one in what one in five, and no one was thinking they're gonna win this game against a playoff contender. So I mean that's the best. He he definitely had the most passing yards for a first career start. So I give credit where credit is due, and you know, he played a hell of a game and he did his thing. So, you know, that's my best. I haven't seen, you know, that's that's the best story in my opinion. Um, everything else is just, you know, the usual Patrick Mahomes struggles, blah 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 blah. So it's a soap opera at this point. <laughs> that's all it is. It's just a soap opera. Man, their fan base is these are all lives. It's something else, man. After they won a Super Bowl, like <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. crazy. They they were on top for like three years, and it seems like their fan base just they got spoiled. They they forgot about yeah. They forgot about the Alex Smith years, even though Alex Smith was not a bad quarterback for the Chiefs. But they forgot about those years. They forgot about the years before that when they was like a four and twelve team every year. They were trash. They forgot. Green. They forgot about the Trent Green years. Edo Trent Green was the MVP. The chief, the chief fan base is that one dude that make it out and forget where they came from. Then they get humble. And now you got to be like, damn, I came from this. Like y'all, <laughs> got, y'all got humble real quick. Like y'all got spoiled with Patrick Mahomes. You know, doing his thing. AFC trips and you know, like, doing his thing in the league. And now it's like, oh, they're a little rocky. Oh, they're. Tri- Fans are they're finicky. They're here today, gone tomorrow. So same it, fans as the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Just like Dom with his yeah. um Ben Simmons takes. Like he's fickle. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, oh, hold on, hold on. What? We ain't gonna get into that, but I can I I don't know what you want me to say. It's a little I mean, like, I, mean I, I mean just say like like no basically mention how like you know like some fan bases are fickle but we already have you're a fickle fan so you're the perfect example of it. Yeah now Philly fans are fickle. How so? Benson just said it. <laughs> Remember like when he like oh like um like we're walking him back with open arms and this and that now and then the next week fuck fuck ben Simmons. yeah after those reports came out but make no mistake, we supported this dude when and he made his first career three. What did the stadium do? Cheer for this motherfucker. And what did he say? He loved it. But now it's like, oh, now yeah, y'all busy shit at all though. Yo, if I make a three and anybody start cheering for me, I'm gonna feel mad. Disrespect. Man, you just, that's how bad you are. <laughs> because everybody shoots threes in the NBA. <laughs> like, all right, but we're trying to encourage him. Oh, uh, so now it's it's bad to root for your, you know what, y'all, y'all something else. It, it's y'all. It's it's, it's people who are not in Philadelphia or not part of the fan base who recently just started. Your culture is a sandwich in a fictional boxer. I don't want to hear this. The outsiders. First of all, I don't want to hear nothing from the Atlanta. Uh, the Atlanta. Aren't Hawks the Braves fans. in the World Series right now? And didn't the Hawks? Because that's all y'all world? have. That's all y'all have. Well, what do y'all have, Donovan? What do we have? Yeah. What do we you have? have? A world, uh, 2008 World Series. We have it. Oh, my God. This man. This was eight you, years you, old. You asked what we have. He was eight, eight years old. Grade. All right. So what are you talking about right now? So what do we have right now? All right. We have a we have a, a 4-2 record. Uh, oh, my senior year in high school. 
Bro, I was literally in grade school when y'all won the World Series. All right, so, so focus on your World Series. Focus on your Hawks, who are dumpster fire right last now. Year. Atlanta Braves are in the World Series. It's a new season. It's a new season. We'll give you that. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. Okay. What happened this time? John Collins, Joel and What happened this time? All right, all right, all right. All right. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk um, basketball in a few, but Donovan, yeah, what's your best? What's your best one? Really Honestly, it's, it's the niggas. city of Philadelphia. <laughs> we finally we go. got our head right and decided to run the ball. Uh, score 44 points. Um, I mean, it was against the Lions, so there's really not much accomplishment. But it, that's it, the best on the week. Yeah, I mean, look, we won. That's all. I, I can't. The bar is so else. low, no. Exactly. The bar is so low. <laughs> Bars in hell. I'm not disagreeing with you. <laughs> the bar is in hell. So there you go. There's Philly. Jesus. Oh my God. As for me, I alluded to it when I tried to do my cold opening that's gonna need to be edited but uh, one take Jake that's all we doing my best fuck I might keep it who knows my best from we eight is my LA Rams my second team my original team the Rams was my first that was my first team as Don, what the fuck are you rolling your eyes for? Because I could have swore you said the Ravens were your first team, but here's the story. I was I became a Rams fan like about what 96, 97? And that's because oh, yeah, that was valid. Don't even finish the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want he said 96, you got it. Like, yeah, like, like, like if you were cool with him season, you got it. You don't yeah. have to, you Basically, before the greatest show on turf ever. So that's how far yeah, back right. I go. Yeah. I apologize. Out of it, whatever you're trying to do, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a fan since 1990. You got it. You got it. I do not remember nobody rooting for the Rams. <laughs> you got it. Um, <laughs> no, it was, no, it was negative four in 96. I was not even <laughs> thought of. So it doesn't, I don't care. But yeah, man, but, um, my man, they beat the Texans. You know, the Texans, they, they scored some points late in the fourth quarter. Basically, fucked up the spread, but it's all good. We got the dub. And then what happened a day later? We trade for Von Miller, future Hall of Famer, Super Bowl MVP, the sound of Denver Broncos. We traded for him, and all we gave up was a second round and a third round pick. Now, as, as I mentioned to you, um, Donovan, before we recorded, like, the Rams, they basically have a draft that's a first round that's since 2016 where they drafted Jared Goff, mm-hmm. who they traded for our current quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who's having an MVP season. So basically, I'm just ecstatic being a Rams fan right now because not only did we get the dub, we're looking pretty good. We beat the Buccaneers, you know, like, so we was able to compete with them. The Cardinals, that's basically like our main concern right now, even though J.J. Watt, I believe, is hurt. So that's going to put – um a, da- a damper on their defense. But um, Stafford is balling. Cooper Cup is on pace to set NFL receiving records. Uh, we got Von Miller. Add him with Aaron Donald. Jalen, you got three Hall of Famers on the defense right there. Like, like this, like what is not to love right now as a Rams fan? So they're my winners all across the board. Even though I feel like the pressure is definitely mounting now because if we do not win the Super Bowl, that everything that we done was a complete failure because we have literally no draft capital. You know, like we still have picks, but we're not picking like the best top talent in the first round. But like the next, 
four or five years. Most. Yeah, we don't win now most. So basically, you have to win right now. Otherwise, the future is fucked. Because I remember being a Rams fan. Like, it was tough being a fan. Because prior to the McVay era, we haven't made the playoffs since 2004. Haven't had a winning season since 2004. So the fact that here we are right now, like four or five, or however long it's been, consecutive seasons of like uh, being above 504 playoff trips, uh, NFC Championship, a Super Bowl appearance. Like, it's a great error, but at the end of the day, like, it has to end with a Super Bowl, considering the fact that we basically mortgage our future just to get the time that we have. Mm, I mean, Rams, I mean, the Rams are looking great. I mean, the Rams, like you said, over the past couple of years, haven't had really a bad team going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Which was the most should have won that game. Lackluster Super Bowl. <laughs> should have won that game. I mean, you know, they were just missing era, like pieces. You said, like you said, the McVay era has to show something for it. Like you gave up your future, you know, for what? You know, just to go to the Super Bowl and lose again. Like you know, so I think the Rams fans are, you know, they're in the right. Like yo, we want to see some results from just giving up everything and getting Von Miller's. I mean, but their defense is stacked. Like, to me, that's the number one defense in the league. Like, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Vaughn. It's pretty, it's pretty stacked defense, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, that was our best of the week. And now, in regards to the worst of the week, we're going to go from left to right. Start with me. The worst from week eight in the NFL for me, you know, like, nothing really has, nothing really stuck out that much from the week. But, um, if I had to, without going with the obvious for the news that just broke earlier today, because we want to save that for a later segment. Hint, hint. But um, for me, I'll say the worst for week eight was the New York Giants. Just the simple fact that here you are on prime time, Monday night football. Your defense couldn't play as couldn't play any better. Like you basically held the cheese offense of 20 points. Mahomes, you know. It's kind of like so so out there. It's basically had an average game, you know, like he's forcing the ball through, um, turn the ball over, you know. But the offense, man, like Daniel Jones, like it's like when you like when is he gonna take that next step? You know what I mean? And then yeah, Saquon Barkley, who's hurt. You basically spent number two pick on him, and he's basically he's been injury prone for like three two of the past three seasons. You know, Kenny Galladay, a dude that you basically. He's your big all-season acquisition. Like he's like he was nowhere to be seen because he's hurt as well, you know. So um, the New York Giants, basically, I say like the New York Giants, not even just for like yes, last night's game, but the organization as a whole, like the way they built their roster, was just it just has it's just been terrible, you know, honestly. So that yeah. was my worst for Week Eight in the NFL. You know, they probably could have been worse than that, but due to recency bias, it's the New York Giants for me. <laughs> I, uh, I don't remember shit. <laughs> it's it's a solid pick, but uh, like I said, I I'm just I'm I'm curious about what the Detroit Lions end game is here. Um, to implode, that's <laughs> it. You know it's crazy because I had high hopes for the Detroit Lions because like after they lost like their first two or three games, I'm like, well, at least they're competing. They start competing. It, it seems like everybody just lost hope, hope. for the season. And yeah. that's going to be my worst of the week. <laughs> I feel sorry for them. I like really they, do. Like I they basically, feel sorry for the Lions. I feel sorry for them. Like um, they basically fired one coach 
<laughs> that was trash. Just to bring another coach. That's even worse. Like, that's, we, we knew he was not going to do nothing when this man said he was going to like what bite kneecaps off. I don't know what he said. <laughs> he said so wild. Yeah, that was wild. That was definitely wild. And I was like, that's who y'all were. All right. We'll see how it works. He biting them L's. That's what he's biting now. Like, I don't, don't matter. Um, but my worst of the week, week eight. I don't know if it's classified as week eight, but the Browns not trading Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, that's and the lack of – the thing is, uh, Odell Beckham is still a good receiver. Is he the best he? in the league right mm-hmm. now? No, there's a lot There's a lot more. The receiver pool has gotten much larger with more talent, but Odell Beckham is, is a still, still a good receiver, but – Baker Mayfield, not really giving him balls, catchable balls, or not even throwing to him. So that's my worst. And then the Browns aren't going to trade him. So because I think the trade deadline was today. This episode is going to come out later, but today's what Tuesday, November first, second. Second. I'm slow. November second, and it's the trade deadline. And they said that they just aren't going to trade him, even though he knows he doesn't want to be there. So that's my worst of the week. Because LBJ. This is about they were Odell Beckham, especially like me being from New York, right? Like when Odell, when he first popped up the scene, like remember he had this crazy ass one handed catch, one mm. of the greatest catches in NFL history. Meanwhile, that catch happens just about on a regular basis in college and in NFL right now. My thing is with Odell Beckham is this: like, had he started his career with a team like the Cleveland Browns? Will he be as notable of a receiver as he is today? Or did the New York market actually help him? Because it's like when I see Odell right now, like Odell's probably not even top 15, top 20 best receivers in the league anymore. Yeah. I mean, he's basically still living off of what he did in New York because in Cleveland, he's barely been like over a thousand yards. But for this season, is that entirely his fault? I mean, and the thing is, I think I saw a Twitter post, and they're saying like Eli Manning, the Eli Manning effect, and the receiver core he had, and you know how how much he really did for those guys. And then you know when they left, or when Eli left, and how much you know they didn't do. So I mean, it could have been New York, but again, it's like as a receiver, your quarterback is a big part of your success. And I mean, if you have a quarterback that can get you the ball. Obviously, you're going to look really well. And if you have a quarterback that either A, doesn't want to throw to you, or B, is not throwing you catchable balls, you're not going to have the best of a season. And I'm not but, saying I'm not taking the blame all of Odell, but, you know, Baker Mayfield does play somewhat of a part in this. So. But this is the way I see it, though. If you're that dude, you're that dude. Because I remember DeAndre Hopkins. He was playing with some trash ass QBs. He got Deshaun Deshaun Watson Watson. Is trash? No, before no. Oh, before no, get, like before the show. How about Watson. This? <laughs> is it like man? Like if we we get you. Like, nah, man. I, I think like who was his quarterback before um D Hop? I mean before D I think it was um Brian Hoyer, Bra- right? Brian Hoyer, Brock Oswald Brock Oswalder. I think he even had Matt Shaw toward the tail end of his career. So, um, Andre Johnson, another former he's a Texas receiver, basically had trash ass quarterbacks his whole career. Um, who else do we have? Um, I'm I mean, you, you Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson, yeah, you he's could throw in uh Megatron, 
But although I wouldn't. Oh, call. that'd be Matthew. Come on, Matthew Stafford's pretty. Nice. No way. Yeah, no, yeah. Matthew Stafford got Megatron from the ball. I don't know what you smoking, but <laughs> Calvin Johnson. You could say AJ Green, I guess, because AJ Green. Who? Yeah, you AJ, AJ Green. Oh yeah. Because AJ Green's been balling at, uh, in Arizona. I forgot he. I didn't even know he was on there. But Prime Steve Smith had Jake Delone. Y'all don't know who that is, but he was the quarterback. He was the quarterback before Cam Newton in Carolina. You know. I don't know. I would. I don't know that man. I wouldn't know him if I see him. I don't know. <laughs> I only passed I through Carolina like once. Uh, deal with youngest, ladies and gentlemen. Deal with youngest. But the point is, like, if you're really that dude, it doesn't like having a great quarterback helps. Obviously, like, look at Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. But um, like you mean, not, like, if you're a playmaker, you'll like make. Plays. Yeah, you're gonna make plays regardless. That's why I see like all those like. Like Odell, like I understand, like you know, like he's, he's like to me, like Odell Beckham Jr. His name is worth more than his game right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, right now the, the name sure. does not, and the NFL is a what have you done for me lately league. And look at my guy, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's not in the NFL anymore. And three years ago, this dude was an offensive player of the year. And he was, um, he was also yeah. He's a pro, like all pro back. Like now he's not even on the roster anymore. Practice like, squad, I think. Not even that. Oh, he got cut. Yeah, he had the places last year with, with the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, he did. Get, yeah, he did get cut. That was supposed to be his comeback, but damn, it was supposed to be something. I mean, like, <laughs> it was supposed to be Cam, something. I don't know. Cam Cam Newton. Can't do it. Like same thing. Like even though, like I think his thing was more like you know, like uh, politics in the front office due to the the whole. You know, I'm not gonna say what it is because due to like you two don't like when you mention you know certain stuff. But um, can't do it. Basically, he was uh, a victim of you know politics in the league. You know, like how certain mandates out. I should say, but um, he was a leak MVP like what five six years ago. Now on the roster, you know, that's how it goes. Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, all pro safety. After he had the incident with like his wife and all that, not in the league anymore. Then he got cut by Baltimore Ravens due to the fight with Chuck T- with Chuck Clark. So this is not this. This is what have you done for me lately, league? At this point, Odell's like, what have you done? So are, you, are you are you alluding to like Odell's kind of possibly on that path to not being on the team? Because on ESPN they did say that um that they did say a lot of teams on around the league weren't really trading or looking to trade for Odell back then. I mean, if you look around the league, who would really want him? You know, I mean, Green Bay could use him. I mean, I mean, yeah, I. He's, I think if Odell Beckham leaves, he's not getting the money he thinks he's getting because, again, Definitely the not. talent pool for receiving cores coming out of the draft, and you can get him on a rookie deal, is way higher than just picking up Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. Even the past three the past three draft classes has had a pretty deep receiving core. Yeah. There, there are several teams. There are several teams that could use Odell. They have strong coaches. I mean, why strong coaches? I mean, like you know, like their front office, coaches, staff, roster. Like it's all top line. The Green Bay Packers one, and the New England Patriots two. Those yeah. are the two best spots for Odell Beckham right now. 
but my thing is I, if he goes to those spots and it don't work over there, then he's just about done. I think a I think a Bill Belichick and Odell Beckham thing, it I wouldn't work. mind that. It wouldn't work. I, I don't think it'll work though. It did, no, I, I think I think Odell Beckham has matured since he's been in the league. I think I would give him that pass. That I think he's matured a little bit more since he's since he's got humbled where it's like, yo, I'm not that guy no more. Or I'm not that it guy. Because they market once he did the cash, they marketed him as that guy. What? For yeah. a while. But my thing is this, if he made that catch in what, in a place like Minnesota, would he be the Odell Beckham that he is today? Yeah, look at, look at Jefferson. Yeah. yeah, look at Jefferson. He made the – they still replay the catch he made against the Saints in the playoffs. So, that was so, Stephon yeah, Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, damn. My bad. I messed up. Oh. Oh, but that, but that was, but that was an an iconic moment. That Odell catch, that was a Sunday night football regular season week two, week three game. But it was, was. but again, I mean, it's still the catch is a catch. I feel like if the catch again happened on the on a regular night game, I still, I do feel like it would be up there. I think it would. Yeah, anybody can make that catch now. Yeah, but in the age of okay, you're right. At the time, no one could. And Odell, only Odell really did. I could have sworn I thought really, Randy Moss do some shit like that. But the well, thing Randy is, only one handed catching was really taboo at that time when Odell Beckham came in the league. Because not a lot of kid, not a lot of receivers were really catching the ball one handed like that. Like especially that. like off Odell balance Beckham. and the way his body was contorted. Yeah. yeah, it was just a, it was just a great catch. I feel like if he made even if he played for like the Dolphins or even if Odell played for like I don't know about the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions itself would not that wouldn't have worked because it's just the Lions name. But <laughs> I don't know. I feel like anywhere he played, he probably would have the same effect because it was just a really great catch that mm-hmm. no one has ever seen before. I think you can't take you can't take that away. It, it wasn't so much New York. Propelling that catch or that social media. it was it was yeah social media Belisha Report yeah. NFL ESPN Sports Center like all that shit so and for the record like I don't want to like reduce Odell Beckham to just like one catch because the I dude mean, like he, he, nah but he was like that like he was like, from a yeah he was like that three time Pro Bowl receiver like he definitely was that dude he, right? he was hot he was hot and he had a quarterback that threw him the ball exactly. <laughs> Like, Eli Manning, like, say what you will, give him the but, ball. Also. But this was a man that was on par to, like, have, like, a Hall of Fame career. Like, by the way, he still he still could because he has, like, over 7,000 yards and over 50 touchdowns for his career yeah. at this point, and he's not even 30 years old. I mean, but, I'm just saying, the Chargers can get him. Hey, this dude ain't 30? No. Fuck, I feel like this dude's been in the league for Yeah, OBJ is, like. He's twenty. He's about to turn twenty nine in a couple of days. Hmm. Yeah, he got some years left though. Like he definitely has some years left to do it. I just wouldn't want to waste him in Cleveland. So, I mean, you wouldn't want to go anywhere else. (laughs) And I'm not sure like his dad means well, but his dad ain't really making things better by posting clips on his Twitter showing Baker Mayfield not throwing Odell the ball. Black dads are trying to be the LeVar ball cut out. You can't do that. You, you can't. You there was only one LeVar. <laughs> but LeVar was right. So, I mean, you can't really fault him. But, yeah, the the media the media is only having one 
outrageous black dad do that. They not gonna have multiple. So, <laughs> they not. Fact. They not gonna let niggas out here walling like that. No. That's a fact. But um, Odell man, like uh, I, I would I've like I'm. It sucks that he did not get traded. But then again, not too many moves have been made today during the trade deadline. Like the most notable was Melvin Ingram going from the Pittsburgh Steelers to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So he's definitely gonna help that defense out. But the case of Odell, like, and like you said, no, like some teams today they rather just pay like a young guy, a younger guy, more outside of the cheaper contract. They're taking on a dude like OBJ that has like so much, you know, attention drawn to just the mention of his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, some teams don't want that distraction. Yeah. Nobody wants to take that gamble. Yeah. Nobody wants to take the gamble, but again, I mean, I mean, no one wants to take the gamble, but I feel like, you know, he's mature, and I think it's possible. So. Yeah, but, Would um, you rather have a 22-year-old or a 29-year-old? I'd rather take the 21-year-old. But again, it's still, I mean, the draft is still a gamble, though, because you, you still have to factor in how is this young kid going to transfer into the NFL? Can he transfer to the NFL? Can he even, you know, so there's still a lot of question marks, but. But I, think I, I, I think, I think OBJ is past the point of reasoning. I, I feel like he is who he is right now. And I mean, yeah, he probably matured, but the thing is like, take on. like we definitely seen the best of what, of what he has to offer. Like, I, I don't think he, he's not going to get any that. better. I f- and the thing is, I feel yeah, like sure. I feel like OBJ is somewhat in a Lonzo Ball situation where he has to be on the right team that wants him there and wants him to be great for the team and implement him in the game plan. That's not gonna season. happen. It's not gonna happen, especially like it's not like he's it's not like he's an old dude, but like most teams. It's not for like a select few, but most teams they may have a solid wide receiver core. Like you go to the Chicago Bears, they have Allen Robinson. He could be a number two over there. Yeah. But then again, you have Justin Fields, who's a rookie quarterback. Like basically, like and he's still going through his growing pains as well. Yeah. So basically, like he's gonna go from one frustration to another to a quarterback with less. Yeah, I say, look, nobody made no offers on you. Seems like all you gotta do now is just play and the Bengals don't need, don't need him, the Bills don't need him, the Broncos don't need him, the Buccaneers certainly don't need him, the I mean, Cardinals don't need him. I, the mean, Chargers the Chargers, don't need him. I feel like the Chargers could a good number two for Keenan Allen. Yeah, I got Keenan Allen Mike Williams. What's wrong with having three good receivers? You got That's young, not you got, he wants you, got to young like you literally got young receivers that you drafted this year and last year. He true. wants to be like a, a number one or a number two option. The so. cheese, the cheese, he he could possibly be a number two in Kansas City, but as a receiver, but they had Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So he ain't gonna get the ball that much over there either. Yeah. The Indianapolis Colts, maybe, but do you really want to go to the Colts and play with Carson Wentz, who's an injury prone quarterback? <laughs> He ain't looking too. Good. <laughs> definitely getting the ball with the Cowboys because they already they got Coop, they got um, CD Lamb, Gallup. I know he's hurt right now, but he'll be back soon, I'm sure. They got Zeke at running back, Tony Pollard. Philly, like, why would you go want to go to Philly? You know, for <laughs> I mean, Philly doesn't need him. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Like, come on, Odell's better than all the receivers that you have. He's better than freaking uh, Devontae Smith or uh, Jalen Regular. I, I, I'm cool with our receiver course. I'm about to get the pocket. This man said, Is Odell better than Jalen Regular? No, like I said, we don't need him. I mean, we're losing all on our own. <laughs> and, and the way the, the draft uh, our picks are shaking out, we're probably gonna have three of the top ten picks next year. So that's true. But you know, like I could go through all the teams, but I'm not gonna do it because you guys, y'all get the point. I mean, but point blank, you just gotta suck it up, dude. Nobody wants you. Yeah, it's all about you know, like just at this point, Odell Beckham Jr. in his career. It's the same thing that T.O. experience. Like T.O., everybody like, oh, like T.O., he's a diva, this and that. But as soon as there was a slight drop-off in his play, that's when T.O. like, oh, no, we can't deal with this guy. We, we're going to cut him. Oh, we're going to bring him to training yeah. camp. He's not going to make the team. Like, that's – Odell's kind of like in that state of his career, in that T.O., Chad Ocho single. Because, um, I mean, I feel like that's his lane just because it's like – it's good for marketing – when, like you said, when you're playing and you're playing well, that's something you can market. Like, oh, he's a show. We can go. You can come see him. He can blah, blah, blah. But like you said, the moment your game is a half step slower than it used to be, you're out of there. Because now it turned yeah. from, oh, he's a, a spectacle. We can watch him. Woo, 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 woo. It's now, oh, he's a distraction to the whole he's team. He's not a highlight reel anymore. He's not, the high, he's not, he's not that dude no more. Oh, he he's a distraction. He do too much. So... Yeah, but Over again, I, I see, I still follow OBJ. I see that he has matured and he wants to play. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's changed because he used to be, you know, pretty out there, which isn't uncommon for any NFL rookie. Even receivers are in, anyways, are divas. I play high school football. The receivers are divas, anyways. But um, I feel like That's he's so matured fair. and I feel like he wants to play. So I feel like he should be, I feel like they should put him in a place. He might he might he might have matured. Like what you're saying might be true, but at, when you have your dad basically calling out the quarterback of your team, yeah, you can't do that. That's not a good look. Now he definitely not getting now it sounding like another PR nightmare that nobody wants to touch. Exactly. Yeah, because if you get him, you're gonna get his dad. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why LeVar could do that because his sons could hoop. That's it. That's the only all thing. of them. <laughs> if all three of them couldn't hoop, he would be looking crazy right now. Yeah. That's the only thing. So it's like, if you gonna do that, your son gotta be that nigga, that dude to do exactly. that. Because if not, you just look stupid. And yeah, OBJ. Yeah, he's, he's in a situation. His agent is definitely on the phones. <laughs> that I mean, it's too late. Like, what you gonna do? Cut him? Because <laughs> he ain't get he ain't get traded. But you know. How many more years he has left? I mean, you. I mean, that's really that's the only way he really could get picked up for cheap is if he did get cut. Yeah. I mean, if he wanted to leave that bad. I mean, it happened with Deshaun Jackson with the Rams, but Deshaun Jackson, like you know, like he wasn't much of a, of a distraction. So it's be like, oh, like, he realized, like, hey, like I'm not. I mean, that he was the epitome of a distraction when he was in Philly. What are you talking about? He wasn't okay. a distraction. He wasn't a distraction in Philly. That nigga. 
Okay. I mean, in his earlier years, maybe. I mean, they had that. Yeah, early, I'm talking about earlier years. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. That nigga was wild. Yeah, but he's like, what, 34, 35? Yeah, yeah, dude, right dude's like, his place, yeah. Like, all he do is just one, run one route. That's nah, a good route. <laughs> That's it, a took, route. it took a year or a season without that NFL tell you, like, man, I got to shut up and hoop, my guy. I got to shut up and play. I got <laughs> to do something. Like, I can't just – and I get it. So, it's like, you got to get humble. You know, receivers get humbled. And you know they look at things differently now, so I respect yeah. that. That's a luck to Odell, you know. Yeah, yeah shout out to my boy OBJ. I want some of your cleats, just <laughs> But speaking of PR nightmares and distractions, let's get into some NBA news, and that's with the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart. Last night, the Boston Celtics had a brutal, brutal four quarter display, where they was outscored thirty nine to eleven by the Chicago Bulls. The Celtics were up 19 points with three minutes to go in the game. And then the Bulls just managed. <laughs> you can't even lose like this in 2K or Hall of Fame. Oh, there's no way. Wait, wait, wait. They were up by 19 with three minutes left in the fourth. And lost, and by lost the game by 14 points. <laughs> what you doing? They made Zach Levine mad. That's what they did. <laughs> They made they had to make exactly be mad. That nigga was pissed because ain't no way. Yeah, bro. I'm sorry. First of all, positive. I love watching the Bulls play basketball. That's the only thing I gotta say about positive about this situation. Because they're I love watching the Bulls play. But Boston, yeah, nigga. Yeah. 2K with the slot. Yeah, bro. Y'all just <laughs> you can't. You really can't. And you and you lose by you probably lose by like three or two, but you lost by 14. What three minutes? Of, nah. <laughs> that means that they scored nineteen and then continue to drop fourteen. Bro. It's like it's like, it's like in a real game. Let's say this is two K, right? Somebody like let's say you probably went on break to go use the bathroom or some shit, and then the person you're playing against just wearing the slider section, put all your slides on zero. And I gave you the the broken controller, and then proceeded to kick yeah. your ass. Yo, like that's this is wild. They down by almost twenty. They get to nineteen and then produce fourteen. Yeah, bro, you pack it up. <laughs> but, but that's yeah. not. But although that's crazy, that story is crazy. The, but the biggest headline that came out of this news at this game was Marcus Smart's post game comments, when basically he mentioned how Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need to pass the ball the most because he said there's only so much that he can do. Him as the starting point guard is only so that has zero assists in the game. There's only so much that he can do when he just parked in the corner waiting for a three. Because Honestly, Jason, I didn't even know he was the starting point guard. That shows how much I, I mean, don't. Who, I mean, but yeah, who was going to start, though? Like, I mean, for me, who That's else is going to start? Because as Liddell was saying this, I'm like, who who's the stars over there? Like, who's there? Like, only Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. It's, yeah, it's a it's a two man team. It's Jalen yeah. Brown, Jason Tatum. It's a two man team. Shout out to our boy Jalen Brown, Wheeler old, High School, old man Al Horford, and then you got Dennis Schroeder who basically fumbled the bag in the offseason. Right. But but um, but that's basically your team right there. But um, he basically said that in. In the post game interview, that hey, like there's only so much that he can do when Jalen and Jason don't pass the ball. Now, my question to you guys is this: Should certain things just like Marcus Smart, like for one, like is he telling the truth in regards to Jalen and Jason? And even if 
if he is telling the truth, is he wrong though for staying the truth in front of the media for the whole world to see? Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my Sixers have experience in this. Uh, I was just gonna say, I mean, it's like even if he was, he's somewhat telling the truth in the sense of just like if it's a two man team and it's not working, then you're gonna have to push the ball. Or at least go back to the bases where you pushing the ball so that someone got an open shot. At that point, if the two main guys ain't hitting like that, y'all push the ball around, do something to get an open shot. But I don't know if he's. I would say he's wrong. I don't know if I don't know if he's wrong for putting it to the media because I mean we saw what happened in Philly when you do it behind closed doors. Like you looked at Jimmy Butler and you see how they swung that narrative when Jimmy Butler was like, bro. Like, so we've seen what it's like behind closed doors where someone does criticize the team and then the team comes out to push a different narrative of said player. So, like, if Marcus Smart even criticized him in film and then it came out that Marcus Smart is blah, 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 which, I mean, he has a right to be upset because, like, dog, y'all, it's a two-man show. We let y'all do what you do. And y'all still drop – you lose a 19-point lead and then they continue to drop 14 on us. That's not on me, which I get it. If I'm the point guard, I got no assist. That's not on him. That's the two dudes who taking the shots and getting yeah. the assist. But I feel no like assist. yeah, no assist. I don't know how you a point guard, you get zero assists. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think it's valid that he I just feel like I don't know. I feel like he should have went to the team first and said something before. I feel like he should have went and said something to the team as a collective first instead of going off rip to the press and be like, you know what, these guys just how, how much uh how much points did he end the night with? It is uh b- b- before I answer that part, but the thing is like that does not work. And we've seen it before with Kyrie Irving, he tried the same thing when he was a Celtic. He basically called out his teammates and whatnot, and it just it does not work. So he had Marcus Ball has 16 points. Five for left on the field, three for five from three. So he had a pretty – four steals. He had a pretty good game. He had a pretty solid stat There's line. No he had a pretty good game for being the third, fourth option, though. So. Yeah. And he was starter. He was the fourth option last night because Horford had 20 and 10. Damn. So to be the fourth option, you got 16, four steals, and five – like, that's, that's a pretty solid game. Yeah. But it seems to be a pattern with the Celtics organization where, like, guys just go out into the, the media and just talk shit. <laughs> Well, about their teammates. the question is, did he handle it or did he at least attempt to handle it like within the organization? Well, his, but, well, here's the thing. We would not know the answer to that first question. Exactly. So it's we would like, not know that. But the thing is, going by what we already know, he handled it poorly because it's not good. It's not going to make things better because what is the media's job? The media's job is basically get to sell, get clicks, sell headlines. You know, create narratives. But here, here's the, here's the thing that I agree with him on. If he did try to handle it inside, and he got no response or was brushed off, then yes, you can go to the media. I I support that because obviously you still can't. So, so how else? So how else is he supposed to get the spotlight or get his organization? You know, you know what you say. You know what you say. Yeah. Because first of all. 
Marcus Smart, he's a dog. He's a dog. Like he's a, one of the best lockdown defenders in the league. But at the end of the day, he's a role player. So at the end of the day, like the organ, the front office, they're not gonna choose you over Jason Taylor. I mean, I, I never saw those him are two all stars. Those are two all stars. <laughs> I mean, so is he your best bet? Go ahead, no. I was gonna say, is he really a role player if he's a starter? Yes, you have starting role players. Okay. Was... You want me to give examples? Okay, Joe okay. Harris. He, he starts with the Brooklyn Nets. Is he not a role player? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, you made your point. Cause I, no, because I was thinking about I'm like, because <laughs> I was thinking I'm like, wait, if he's starting, I don't know if he. Because for me, a role player is more like a six man or someone coming to the bench. But I see what you're saying, like a role player, and like you, like Joe Harris's role is to just shoot threes, exactly. do nothing else. But Mark, Marcus Smart's role is basically to lock down the opposing team's best scorer. Yeah, and then hit open shots. I mean, that's, yeah, that's always been the 2K term. Marcus Smart is more so like a two way shot creator type nigga. Like, he's a two way offense, defense, and he'll he'll give you some buckets when he needs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 basically who he is. But at the end of the day, like, I know what you're saying, Donnie. Like, um, like, what else is he supposed to do? You just request a trade. But not, you know what? He's not working here. He, he, all right. So, Let's say he wants to be there, so it's like, if he wants to be here, you just shut up at Grin and Barrett, and then you just try to make it work. But you do not go to the media because at that, that's all that's gonna do is fuck up the team chemistry even more. Yeah, and no, that, point. And then bad enough, Tatum and Brown they did not do a post game interview last night. After that, oh shit! So they can't. <laughs> I already know that nigga. I already know. When Marcus Martin went back to the locker room, I already know niggas like, bro, what the fuck, bro? Like, we we already lost. I know. But I that's what I'm saying. Like, if if there was a way that we knew that players, like, actually, like, went to, like, like, like if, if we knew that employees went to HR first before talking to the CEO, then... HR is not for the employee. It's not. It's man. not for us. But I'm. I'm just trying to think. You're of a smart example. young man. Hey man, yeah, it's so true. HR is not for the employee. It's just to say. I'm just trying to. I'm just saying. If if he tried to handle it in house and he got no avail, then yeah, you gonna go to the public. That's that's what I agree with you, Donovan. That's what I said. That's, he, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If he first cool. was like, yo, like. Even if he even if he went to Brad Stevens, if he even went to the coach, I don't even think Brad Stevens is a coach anymore, is he? No, he's a uh, he's the GM person. now. Yeah, uh, president basketball. 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 Ime Udoka is the head coach. I don't know. I'm not even gonna ask how he got that job, but <laughs> he used okay. to be a Spurs assistant. They they technically didn't want Brad Stevens. Like it was like, look, you good, but we ain't gonna keep you in this position. Do you got? Do you guys know who Nia Long is? Oh yeah, because she was at one of the games. I know yeah, who you're talking about. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think if you would have went to the coach, like yo, coach, well, I bet you know who Drew Barrymore is. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Is she? Well, you know who the longest wait? Time out, time out, time out. What? <laughs> exactly. Time out. No. No, because no. the way. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. 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 That's a tech. No. That's a tech. No, no. that's a. Nigga, you about to get ejected. No. I'm going to look wait, it up. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm going to look it up. What's that TikTok sound? God. <laughs> Donovan. But I bet you this motherfucker know who Drew Barrymore is. Oh, wait, wait, no. Leah Long. Donovan. I know who she is. I never no, knew that. No, Donovan, name. please. 
Why she gonna say he don't? Oh, know? she was. Why she, she gonna was, say he uh, don't for the Kanye video? No, no, but I know her from uh, um, she had that brief stint on uh, Fresh Prince. Okay, right? thank God. Or am I getting her confused with somebody else? I was this close because you, you thread the needle, my guy. You thread the needle. Look, that would have took you over the edge. How, how often have you heard the name Nia Long within the past month or the past it's year? All the time, bro. It's, like, she's, she's that's that's not a name that I hear often in my vocabulary. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why. But no, I bet you know like, who. You but I bet you know who Drew Barrymore is and Reese Witherspoon and all these people. Who the fuck is Reese? Who, who? You don't know who Reese Witherspoon is. See how you know Reese Witherspoon. And that's Drew Barrymore, Reese Witherspoon, because those are. I know Anne Hathaway because she got yeah. thick, so that's why. <laughs> no, because she was in Ocean's Eleven or whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, she had thick, cool. I don't know who Anne Hathaway is. Hey, by the way, that's no knock on Drew Barrymore or Reese Witherspoon. Like, you guys yeah, are maybe. major actresses, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, Donovan, for some reason, when it comes down to his own people, he don't know. Bro, I grew up in the first, first of all, don't, don't, don't be putting me in with me alone. We're not even sure if she's okay, she's black. Oh, she's from Brooklyn? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, she, she hood hood. Oh my God! Oh, she's from Brooklyn. She's hood, hood. She's, she's so you think every black person from an urban city is hood? Oh wow! Oh, so I, I have seen her in movies. This is the she same man that she was. She was in Love Jones, Soul Food, The Best Man, Best of Man. Of course, she's one of the Big best, Mama. one of the most prolific black rom-coms. I know who Mia Long is. I I just ain't know That's her name. Man. You're one of those. Oh, I know her by face type of people. Yeah, because yeah, that's what Wait, did you say? Did you say she was never in any movies? No, I just didn't know who she was. But she was also in Friday. Um, are we there yet? She, she, oh, this man, God. this man has to go to go to IMDb. Does she have fact that you just can't name? Oh yeah, she's on Fresh Prince. <laughs> off off the dome, wild. Just Friday. Um, she was in uh, Boys in the Hood. She was in. Bo- because I, I told y'all I never seen Boys in the Hood. Oh my god. We had this. Discussion. All right, all right. Now you know what? Let's bring it back to Marcus. Let's bring it back to Marcus Smart. Because we finna have yo. we finna get you canceled in the black community. We're about to give our pressure. Marcus Smart. Her her husband, Neolog's boyfriend, her husband is a coach. All right, cool. Marcus Smart, like I said, you go to the coach and be like, yo. This game plan not working. Even though you're a starting role player, if you're if you're a player on the team you're starting as a starter, I would still be like, this is just not working. The, as the you can see from last night, yeah, the fact that working. he's the the point the star point guard and the offense is not being uh, the offense is not being ran through you, which is obviously you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but it's I don't know, it, it says something. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a star player like Jason Tatum. You would, I would, you would want Jason Tatum to get the most touches, but to get all of them and not yeah. really, you know, spread the floor like that. I don't know if it. Um, honestly, honestly, the Celtics' best lineup will possibly be with Tatum at the at the power forward position, Jenna at the three, Smart at the two. 
I don't know why Shooter's not starting at point guard. I guess because like they have nobody else in the second unit that could score. But I would like for them to even try my cousin out at point guard, Aaron Neesmith. Like they should probably they should give him some burn. Now he's pretty good in uh in uh no, no, like does my cousin's on the Celtics. Hey, shout out to your cousin on the Celtics. Yeah, baby. That's what's up. Who for us? Who for true urban coaching, my nigga? Yes, sir. But um, like I said, I think it was a bad move because nothing good comes out of it. You know, like yeah, like you might feel good in the moment, like oh, I have to get this off my chest. But at the end of the day, this gonna create a ripple effect with like oh, like, nah, like, oh, fuck all that, nah, fuck. Like Donovan, you should already know how it is because look at your situation with Ben Simmons. Yeah, but the thing is, if you went to your players man to man, and you went to the staff, and you went to your coach, and you went okay, to but, them, okay, and but, nothing changed, then what okay, else are you supposed to do? Okay, but what is the media gonna do? Besides write stories, like, like they, right it's, it's going to force the organization to do something. I'm gonna tell you right now. Yeah, Marcus might go get traded now because you ain't. Listen, listen, listen. The thing is, in any sports league, being any professional athlete, when it comes to the media and frustration within your organization, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's mm-hmm. the only way this works. If he says nothing, you're just on a team that just is not dysfunctional, but just. Not spreading the floor, whatever, whatever. You speak up, possibly can get traded, chemistry dysfunction, blah blah blah. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. So for Marcus Smart and for him, and the thing is, like, I I get it on his point of view because if they go into practice and they look at Marcus Smart, who is a starting point guard with zero assists, and they're like, yo, what 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 didn't you do? It's like, I mean, then I would get it where he's like, if I go to practice. And they're looking at me like I did something like, yo, your two-star players dropped the ball last game. And you had nothing to do with me. <laughs> they're not giving me the ball like that. But so if, be, if that's the case, I understand why he says something because that's frustrating. Because I didn't do this. You told the, us to feed these two, and we did. And, we and look lost. what happened. But to be fair to Marcus Smart, he's only the point guard in name only. Like people say, like, oh, just because he's the point guard, that means like, he initiates the offense. He does not really initiate the offense like that. Yeah. He's just as much the point guard as Steve Kerr was the point guard for the, for the Chicago Bulls. That makes sense. Well, that's, that's really good. That's really good. That's really good. No, you're right. And like, like, Michael Jordan was definitely taking it up the court. Steve Kerr was not yeah. giving that joint up the court. Yeah. At all. You know, so like, oh, even like LeBron James before Westbrook got there, like, what LeBron was like always the point guard. You really yeah, think Dennis Schroeder was the starting point guard? Like, nobody was just there. <laughs> and even like Zimba to all y'all, because all y'all older to remember this. Like, y'all remember when, when um, the big three, the Miami Heat with LeBron, D Way, and Chris Bosch? Yeah. yeah. Basically, Marcus Smart is as much a point guard as Mario Chalmers was. I was about to say, wasn't Mario Chalmers the. Nah, because LeBron was dead ass bring up the ball every time of the question. Yes. Like, nah, nigga. So basically, like this is kind of additional to D Wade. <laughs> like Tatum and Brown always had the ball in their hands for the most part. So yeah, I mean, but my, yeah. But my thing is like I would not go to the to media just just off of politics alone because sometimes you got to know how to play the game. All right, so let me ask you a question: How would you handle it? How would I walk, oh, walk me through? Thank you for asking me this question, darling. Um, I always wanted to answer this. If you guys to how I would handle it. <laughs> Well, for one, I would bring it to the attention of my teammates and the coaching staff indoors. Okay. Right. That's what I would do first and foremost. If there's no resolution after that, the next thing I'm going to start to do is I'm going to request a trade. I'm not going to – I'm not going to go to the media 
and throw my teammates under the bus. For the simple fact, for the simple fact of this, okay, I I still want to play in this league, right? The next locker room I go to, I don't want to be looked at as the guy that basically talks shit about my teammates to the media and throw my teammates under the bus. I understand that. You that's why that's why I'm looking from like a political standpoint. But I, I'm I'm thinking about Marcus Smart. I ain't no bitch. Look, I, I told you, I, 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 I told you what was happening. Y'all ain't want to do shit. So now I'm speaking the Bleacher Report. And he's the longest tenure player on the team. Like he's been there for. So that's what I'm saying. Like there should be some respect. And yeah. But you, but at the end of the day, like you know how it is sometimes, especially like with Tim and Brown, like they're they're younger. So they think like like man like think like you like you can't do what we do like how the fuck are you gonna tell us what to do like we're the better players like we're the best players on this team. Jason Taylor is coming up playing in the Olympics. I mean, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah depends. Yeah, drop fifty at the Garden opening night. So like, it depends on if Marcus Smart wants to stay there. If he wants to stay in uh, Boston, he definitely does want to stay there. Because I remember so, the offseason, he like he don't want to get traded. But at the so day, trading like, is out the question. Is is back in the question now? Because you're not getting rid of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting rid of. I mean, they did put Jalen Brown on the table when it came to trading for somebody. I forgot who they were trading for. I think it was Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, they was gonna trade. Jalen Brown is expendable. I mean, but he's not. I mean, but Marcus Smart is more expendable than Jalen Brown. Like they're gonna Jaylen get rid of Brown's expendable. Jalen Brown's not expendable. So, but I mean, I said Marcus Smart. I I get where he's coming from. Could have handled it differently, but I understand the frustration. If I understand the frustration. Yeah. But speaking of could handle things differently, let's get into the two-minute drill. Talk about the news that just broke at the time of this recording in regards to the Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, second-year receiver, Henry Rooks. They going wild out there, man. What happened yeah. with the Raiders? Donovan, since you was the one that brought this news to my attention, I don't know where I was at and how I did not know about this at the head of time as we prepare for this um show. What's the latest in the Henry Rock saga out there in Vegas? Um, the, the story is still uh, developing, but what we know now is that he was potentially driving under the influence and he killed somebody. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. And it was basically... <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But, but you know, this is the... Like, obviously, that's fucked up. But at the end of the day, like, context matters. Because you can't just say that he was John and then he killed somebody. Like, he did not intentionally kill someone. It just it, it just happened. Well, what does it mean? The, the man is dead. It is a woman. Uh, a woman. Human. It's a woman. Don't do that. It's well, we're not going to put labels on. It's a human. A woman. It's okay. Now on his non-binary flow right now. <laughs> All right, but... Regardless of whether you meant, and by the way, my condolences to the family of that other victim. For sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Continue. Yeah. So, <laughs> was trying to process human emotions, but <laughs> whether you that meant to do it or have. yeah, whether you meant to do it or not, you you still killed the person. So I mean, a lot of people are asking like, should we throw the book at him or? Like what should happen to his career and stuff like this? He should go to jail. I mean, no, obviously thinks he should do community service or 
be putting in time out or some shit like that. Uh, no, he wanna address that. Uh, wow, what you throwing on the bus like Marcus Smart? All right, all right, okay, Marcus Smart. I mean, I think it's. I mean, laws are different everywhere. I think here, if he wasn't intoxicated and it was a genuine accident, then this would this would be a different thing. But you're intoxicated, which means accident or not. You know, DUI is already bad. You don't want to drink and drive. And then you killed someone on top of being intoxicated and driving and then getting in a wreck and then killing someone. All I got to say is it's not looking good. It doesn't look good. It's not – it's just one of those things where it's like, I know you didn't mean to, but you did. Like, it's like you you were intoxicated and it's like – Yeah, so he was was driving when he crashed into the rear of a Toyota RAV4. Yeah, and also of course this tweet right here from Michael J. Babcock in regards to the Henry Ruggs incident. The woman who died was, and I quote, "The woman who died was only 23 years old." Cost tell us Ruggs was traveling at a high rate of speed and veered into the lane where the um our, the Ray Four was traveling, causing the crash. The woman was trapped in the car when it caught on fire. She was dead on the scene. So once again, rest in peace to this young lady. But in regards to, you know, because the main thing that we can focus on right now is the fact that, like, okay, like what's going to happen in regards to Henry Rudd? Like, he was already booked this afternoon, so he's already, according to Ian Rappaport, he's already booked at the, um, give me a second here, the Clark County Detention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. So that's done. But what's the next step in regards to, okay, like, should this be the end of his football career? Like, should this not even just that? Should this be the end of his life in general? Because I've been hearing some people talk about throw the book at this dude. He should get like life in jail. Like, what do you feel like should be the penalty for this crime? It definitely is a crime. Like, let's. I mean, yeah, for sure, it's 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 a crime. I I don't think he should get life. I feel like that is. That's a, that's a little, that's a little extreme. I mean, he took. And a we life. already know who's saying that. Yeah, I mean, he took a life. It was by accident, and he was intoxicated. Like all those things, context matters. Um, was he speeding? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, he speeds. He's intoxicated. Yeah. He's not going to speed limit. <laughs> he's intoxicated. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a given, but it's like, I think, I think he'll probably get a year, maybe two years in jail. I think just because. I mean, DUI, even if you get a DUI, it, you go, you can go to jail, but you probably, like, pay a fine or something. I don't know how. I forget how that works. But a DUI in of itself isn't bad. But a manslaughter charge of, you know, you accidentally killing someone and you have a DUI, he could be looking at maybe a, a year, a couple of years. But I don't think, I don't think it should be the end of his life. Because there's, yeah, no. you know, you know this, the whole story, like, it happens in small towns and, you know, certain colored people have gotten off from doing similar things. Not make, not to say that it's right, not to say what they did was right, but this is this is not the first time this has happened. And and I hate to and I hate to be like okay, but I hate to play like what aboutism. But I remember there was a case not too long ago involving an actor who basically. Um, 
he basically had a, a prop gun on set, right? And it went mm-hmm. off. Alec bought one. Mm-hmm. Alec bought one. He His prop gun. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> we're talking about actually you know, sports podcast. But I'll try to make the example, and I don't mean to play what aboutism, but this dude literally killed the director on the set with his prop gun and injured another. And nobody that's a little like, different. How is that different? Because yes, he was the producer. I mean, he that. wasn't drunk, so there's one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, that's also, true. he wasn't the producer. Um, he was handed a load of gun without his knowledge. Yeah. So he was playing out a scene, and the people who are supposed to check to make sure uh, that the uh, gun is filled with blanks. Um, obviously didn't do their job correctly and he shot without his knowledge. So no, that's not yeah the Alec him. Baldwin situation is like the most accidental yeah. incident that can happen. Cause it's like he did not have knowledge. Like that I understand because again, he had no knowledge that, that was it didn't have blanks in it or whatever. So that in of itself, and plus he wasn't drunk, it is totally yeah. different. But I have heard and seen cases of a DUI case that has resulted in a hit and run and, you know, God willingly has resulted in someone dying. And so the result of that, sometimes they get off, sometimes they do serve jail time. But, you know, it's one of those semantic-isms of like, okay, this person was white and a lot of context. So it's like... It doesn't help that he's black. Uh, well, he's a black man in America, so that doesn't help anything. Yeah. But it's just like, to, he doesn't. I don't think he deserves life. I don't think his whole life should be over over this. It's definitely yeah. something he's probably gonna live with for the rest of his life. But you know, he accidentally kills someone while being drunk. He's probably gonna get a year or a couple years in jail. Maybe, maybe three. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, like maybe, but it's like, should this be the end of his life? No. You know, there's a no. I don't think it should be the end of his life. Okay, fair, 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 fair rebuttal by both of you, gentlemen. And I refrain from going even further on the Alec Baldwin situation because what you guys said is definitely true, and I stand corrected. But um, in regards to Henry Ruggs, like you said, you no, know, that probably like one to two years maximum. He's twenty-two years old. Do you guys think he plays in the NFL again? And on the flip side, if so, should he play in the NFL again at this? As- has anybody ever killed anybody in the NFL? Uh, well, Aaron, well, no. The close, the closest was. <laughs> that's what I was, I was the thinking clo- Hernandez, but that's just me. <laughs> the closest was Ray Lewis, but he wasn't the one that actually killed anybody. But he was associated with a murder. I feel so like I don't know. Is because it, 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 it plays down to like morality, and then it, it plays. There's a lot of things that have to play into this because like. Granted, someone's mistake shouldn't carry with them for the rest of their life, but he did accidentally kill somebody. So there's a lot of morality to it. Some people look at it as like you can never live this down. Other people are like, yo, it was just like a mistake that happened. Like, definitely in Yeah, like mistake. this wasn't like like a domestic dispute or anything like that. That results like yeah. oh, like, like this dude obviously like you should not drop under the influence. Like, this is why Lyft and Uber that's what I don't understand. You have the money to afford a chauffeur or you Not even live, a driver. Yeah, like, you live in Vegas. Well, well, you were in Vegas. You can you can say he lives there. 
Like, yeah, well, you lived in Vegas. Like, you can throw a stone and hit a fucking Uber or a Lyft. Like, so yeah. there's think, no reason why you should be driving I at 3 a.m. in the morning. He's definitely going to be punished for, obviously, accidentally killing somebody and driving drunk. He's going to be punished. But to ask, should this be, you know, his identity or who he is for the rest of his life? For me, no, no. just because I look at the world differently because I do believe people can grow and change. That's just me. But a lot of other people here in America don't see the world the way I see it. They think, oh, you did this thing. Now this is who you are for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So morality sets in and everyone has a different, you know, set of what morally is, you know, the best solution. Like, should he get life? Some people think he should, you know, but I don't know. It's... Overall, like to wrap this um segment, I think that it's an unfortunate situation, not only for the victim and her family, for sure, and also for Henry Ruggs as well, because this this is a 22 year old young man who basically had the rest of the world at his fingertips. Waypoint, he's having a great season with the Raiders, but is this like this a it's been like a dark cloud to surround that franchise this season. First with the John Gruen situation. They need to I mean you went to Vegas. I mean, I don't think I don't know <laughs> and, what you thought was gonna happen when you go and to now with this and now with this heavy rock situation, like it's it's just like days of like, like it's just it's crazy, but um I understand like Henry Rucks, I'm most certain like his mind is racing right now and he's probably feel like he's gonna have that reputation for the rest of his life that he killed someone. Even if it wasn't his intent, but just know how people are on social media and how wicked people could be, how people just always want to look looks towards like the downfall of others that's far higher than them on the total pole in society and just use that as a way to bring them down. So I already know, especially him being like a 22-year-old kid, like, no, you're just about to turn 22. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this could literally be like, he's just, the CMS is basically your age. You basically is going through this, you know. So, yeah. like, it's just an unfortunate situation all it's, aboard. Yeah, I think when you put it in that perspective, it is wild because no one, you don't, you don't prepare for a situation like that, especially if it was on accident. Especially if it was just, like you don't prepare for that. It is, you know, it. Dogs. I think you have to look at life as a learning experience, and that for him. When he is done with this, whenever he, if he does go to jail, if he, do, if anything, regardless of what happens, once it's over for him, it would most likely be one of the harshest learning experiences he will have. Cause I mean, that's how you have to look at life. And, uh, you know, again, condolences to her family, but, you know, Henry Ruggs, this is just gonna be a learning. You have to learn a lot from this. A lot. Yeah. He was especially drunk driving. Yeah, you're not even supposed to be drunk driving. People can't yeah. believe people are doing that in 2020. The thing is, you're an NFL player. You probably have homies with you. No, yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of just. There you go. That's they was also intoxicated. But um, I know, uh, Donovan, you mentioned like, is there an example of anyone that killed someone and ended up playing in the league again? I know I said, although he wasn't directly involved, I said Ray Lewis. But actually, the closest example, although it had nothing to do with humans, was Michael Vick and the whole dog incident. Oh, yeah. So, and Vick, he came back. He was able to, like, you know, like, you know, some people still hold that against him, but he was able to, like, you know. Um, yeah, he had a redemption arc. Yeah, he had a nice redemption yeah. arc. So, and plus, that happened 
he is much older. Well, he wasn't that much older, but he was older than Henry Ruggs is right now. So there is time. But, you know, given the world that we're living today with social media and all that, like, it's going to be hard. It's definitely going to be hard. It's going to take time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But um, I know we could, unless you guys want to, we could talk about the Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan (laughs) beef over the Last Dan documentary. The only thing I can say about Scotty Pippen is no one wants to hear what Scotty Pippen has to say. That's all we got. Yeah, I mean, I can I can make it short. Um, I I don't know if there's any truth to his statements, but I I personally don't know Jordan or uh, none of them. None of them. So I knew Michael Jordan. I wouldn't. You know, I'm saying I wouldn't. I I don't know. It it wouldn't be out of character for him to be afraid of. his popularity faded, which I don't understand why he would. But. I mean, at the end of the day, everybody has to come to grips with their own immortality, with their own mortality, so yeah. to speak. It was comes with Michael Jordan, like he, for years, he'll always, he will forever be my goal because I've seen him play, you know. So I've seen this man literally prevent other great players from not winning championships, like the whole Charles Barkley, like Shaq Palmer, like oh, like you ain't got no rings. MJ was a big reason why as to why Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring. You know, so there's that. But to get my thoughts on the whole Scottie Pippen comments, I just I look at it like this like, do not bite the hand that feeds you. Like basically MJ basically helped even though like it takes two. It takes like it's a team game. Yeah, but MJ Don't start does, that, man. Like MJ no, I he, mean without like, like without Mike, it was just Scotty. All right, without Scotty, there's no Mike. I mean, it's a team. There game was game. Mike before Scotty. Granted, they didn't win, but there was Mike. <laughs> no, that. I mean, they both need each other, but to say that, like, yeah, no, Scott, yeah, no, Scotty. But there was moments that Sky Pippen was, he, Sky Pippen did not come through when they needed him. I remember, like, I think it was the 1989-1990 Eastern Conference Finals, but Sky Pippen couldn't win, get back a game because he had a migraine headache. And then they were doing like they even talk about in the last end document which Sky Pippen has a beef with, about where like how he basically waited to during the season to get surgery because he didn't like the the length of his contract and whatnot. So that's what he said. Oh, like I'm not gonna use this summer to get the surgery. I'm basically gonna like rehab during the season. And basically how Joy and the team basically and the doc that worked on the doc, they made him look a certain type of way in regards to that. So I just talk us like sour grapes on his part. And he didn't like yeah. the way that he was portrayed. So now he's using this whole like, oh, like LeBron, like MJ is just scared of like how the you might start. But to I mean it's it's not go. that far off. I mean it it could be possible. What could be possible? That Michael Jordan's afraid of um, LeBron surpassing him. Well, first of all, LeBron's not going to surpass him. It's just the narrative. Because you have to think about it. This generation, like the generation that um, watched LeBron James, are in college now. And they're also in the pros as well. So they look up. So basically, this is their Michael Jordan. And then when you have the people that grew up watching LeBron, and let's say, for instance, like in those case, you know, he said his goal is Kobe Bryant. But there's many people knows age, as well as your age, Donovan. I'm saying, like, I'm an old man, you know. <laughs> but, like, there's many people, like, in your age group, like, that's working in sports media. 
that could say like you know they asked them they could write so like like ten reasons why LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan or here's five values as to why LeBron James is the goat or his legacy is more substantial than MJ's. That narrative starts to take precedent over the Michael Wilbons, the Steve A. Smiths, the people that's kind of like you know much older and on their way out that had to know that oh, oh, oh MJ is the goat because because. The whole GOAT debate is only based upon, like, who's allowed to tell it. That's any narrative. Like, those that's been, like, history is written by the victors or the ones that live long enough to tell it. I so, think was I think it was going to keep Michael's story being told as his sneakers. I mean, again, if you're, if you're a sneakerhead, if you enjoy sneakers, his career is, you can literally map out his career through his shoes. So you're going to know, you know, he won a championship in this shoe and did this and this one. So I think Michael's, uh, Michael's, you know, legacy is already cemented. It's just what's in the present, what's in the now. And like you said, the media saying, pushing the narrative of LeBron, you know, like is LeBron the GOAT, you know, 10 reasons why, blah, blah, blah. And again, it comes with time because there's going to be a time where I grow up and I have kids and there's going to be some player that, playing when my kids grow up and like yo this player is better than LeBron or better than Kobe it's, it's gonna be this thing that continues time because for my dad before Mike my dad was Dr. J that was my dad you know back in that time it was Dr. J it was Will it was Kareem and then Michael happened and so my dad looked at Michael the way y'all that love Michael look at LeBron so it's like it's always gonna be this yeah. new cycle of just that's why I always hate that, like, go uh, – personally, I don't think Michael Jordan is the best who ever did it. Um, I don't think LeBron James is the best that ever did I think there is – there are players who change the game. But yeah, there is no such thing as the best person to ever do it. Yeah, I, I, can, I can respect that argument because there's a lot of – I look at a it's lot a team of, game, so okay. yeah. There, there's just too many people from Bill Russell to Steph Curry to LeBron. Yeah, to Cole there's a lot of players that, that change the game, and yeah. it's not yeah. So it's I always I, thought I can was. get that argument because there's not one player that single handedly by themselves just the whole. I mean, I don't know is because there's a lot of players that have changed the game and changed the way the game is played. Change yeah. the way we view the game anyway. So it's like to say that there's this one person that just I mean, I get the Michael Jordan thing where like that he embodies the NBA. I get that, you know, but yeah, and people always point to the oh, it's the six rings. Bill Russell has eleven, but we ain't talking about him being the goal. Yeah, but context matters. But no, no, I mean Bill Russell played against five, ten white. If we're gonna, if we're gonna um, use this, teams if we're then. gonna use this this narrative of Oh, Michael Jordan has six rings. All right, so also let's also use that narrative of Bill Russell has eleven. So which is go, better, well, six or eleven? But teams, man, like if you play like six teams, I mean, uh, it doesn't matter how many teams there are alive. It, it does matter. It, he won eleven rings. That's the it narrative does, that a lot right, of people. All right, all right, let's put like like what's more impressive? This is where I see with the whole Bill Russell and MJ thing. You talk about Bill Russell have eleven rings, right? Yeah, but back then they didn't even have twenty NBA teams when he won those rings. Yeah, well, that's like context matters. I mean, Bill Russell was like the tallest and biggest player on the court. Too. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was only like what six nine, six ten. 
Yeah, he wasn't a seven footer, like Will Chamberlain. Sure. So no, so no, it wasn't that. I'm gonna say a young niggas place because it, it, it was just the shorts that they were wearing that made it seem like. But but I but look at it like baseball, right? Let's say for instance, right? I I bat three thirty three. You bat three thirty three. What case may be, right? Mm-hmm. But only did it in like a three game sample size. But let's say for instance, player B bat like two eighty. But he did over 162 games. Like, what's more impressive? The one that bad 333 in like three games or the one that bad 280 across 162? Nah, he got you there. Cause if you bought yeah. 280 over damn near 300 over a hundred, so yeah. I get yeah. that. But I mean, it, it, I'm not saying that uh that Bill or that Bill's eleven is better than uh MJ's. I'm just using that same narrative that. People try to discredit Bill because he played in a league with like five other teams when they and that's valid when they reference championships, just so championships. Valid. And by the way, Bill Russell's in my top 10 all time, you know, because at the end of the day, you can't do nothing about the era that you played in as long as yeah. you dominate in that era. Then that's it. it's all not right, my fault. I was playing with fucking part time mailman workers and shit like that. So Wait, yeah, they were delivering milk and then suiting up to play as a Celtic. I don't yeah, know. I mean, you guys all know how I feel. It's there's no such thing as the goat. It's people who change the game, and that's how I feel. There's a goat, but that's a it's not. <laughs> all right, man. We reached a point of the show where it's about time for us to plug ourselves on the way out. I feel like this is a great discussion on all these topics. So let everybody know where they can find you guys on social media and all that good jazz. You already know, Theno also on everything, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, MySpace, whatever you use, you do the same thing. I still have MySpace. Soon to be on Meta. You'll be on Meta, <laughs> baby. Hey, Dino also on Yo, everything. this is Black Bearer in real life. Black, at this point. Dino also on everything. Um, I guess... I've really been uh, I've been really tangled with school, but I'm trying to get articles out. But school always comes back and it's like hey, deadline, deadline, deadline. What do so, I always tell you? Your education comes first, young yeah. boy. As long as I can count on you every Tuesday when we record <laughs> this show. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, but I'm definitely I'm definitely working around my schedule, trying to get some articles out, man. That's really the goal. But yeah, school's been school's been hanging me in there, man. So I would say articles and, you know, we're going to try to produce off the racks and get that whole season one finished. And uh, that's, those are my two goals for right now and what y'all can look forward to. So, yeah. Yes. Great goals. Mr. Our man in the middle, Mr. Donnie. Now call me Donovan Wilkins. Uh, be, be on the lookout for, uh, I got two interviews coming up. One with Jasmine Cassell that I did today. And another Wait, one. Right? You told me about this. I I told you about it. Um, I didn't tell <laughs> tell you that I rescheduled it. Um, I have to uh, send it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, there's another interview that you did that I'm gonna be dropping next next week. Oh, next shit, week. I did another one. Damn, these yeah. game man. Yeah, I I don't, I forgot to show your name. I don't want to fuck it Radiant. up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shout out to you. Shout out to Radiance, Philly legend. Yeah. 
Philly legend. There you go. Philly legend. Philly legend. <laughs> no, I ain't got nothing else. Just watch out for my interviews. As for me, the Delta Fashionista on IG, also the modern the true urban culture IG page. So you want to holler at me in regards to like you know interviews, event coverages, or anything like that? Then I'm the guy to reach out to. But um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has basically been uh, I'll say a pretty good you know episode 25. You know we got a lot. Of an hour 30. Yeah, Damn. you know, solid. We did. You know, it went by quick, you know. We're going to start putting these on Patreons. Oh, man. Patreon, that's what we can really go. Really let loose. But, yeah, we can really let loose on Patreon. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Out of Bounds. If you did, hit the like button. Share with your social network. And if you're new, subscribe to the channel. Be a part of the Tuck family. Not only do we have Out of Bounds, we have Tuck Talk, the gaming chair, Arthur Rex, headed by a guy here, Mr. Noah Austin. And we have plenty of new shows on the horizon as well that's going to be coming. Yeah, out. we're finally going to have a music podcast coming up so we can talk our shit. So yeah. Be, yeah. be on the lookout for that. Big trust. Woo-woo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. But um, yeah, but that's that's all for now. But oh yeah, before we go, because by the time the episode aired, this Thursday night football game will not have taken place yet. So any bets on or any like predictions to this week's Thursday night football matchup? Who's playing? Coming up. <laughs> I, I, hope yeah, I got something to do that day, so I, I man, I'm gonna do a homework. I do not know who playing on Thursday. At all. Okay, so basically, what that says to y'all is that we don't care about this week's Thursday well, night football. We never said we hey, was Stephen A. Smith. I'll tell you that. I care about this. <laughs> now, hey, we're bad to Stephen Smith for the simple fact that we get the names right and he gets correct. So he doesn't do that. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's just all for this week. Um, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week for episode twenty-six. Peace, y'all.